Welcome back, everyone. It's Shivali from Woman and Work coming at you with yet another podcast. Today, we'll be talking about nonprofits, specifically one that I find extremely unique. Our interviewee today, Alicia Newman, serves as the founder of Pittsburgh's first and only fashion nonprofit, Style 412. So it'll definitely be interesting to hear her fresh perspective on the fashion industry and how the effects of fast fashion um, determine the fate of our environment today. Also, make sure you stay till the end to hear Alicia's take on our daily segment, What's Your Bite Song? That being said, let's welcome her. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alicia. We're so excited to speak with you. So you're super involved with fashion, design, and the entertainment industry. So I think it would be interesting to hear how you grew interested in these areas specifically. Um, did this interest form from a personal experience or a young age? Let us know your thoughts. Sure. Yeah. And and thank you so much for having me. I'm um, always happy to talk about my experiences and my journey. Um, Nowadays, my world is mostly in the fashion and design industries. Um, initially, I started out in entertainment, um, going to school at Point Park for sport, art, and entertainment management. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, I thought I wanted to be an event planner and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. reflectively, um, I'm glad that I did because I learned how to, like, build um, an experience out of like initial idea, which I think has been really the common thread of what has led me from then until now. I always say that like I started out by, you know, building these experiences or in-person events. Um, and then I went into branding, um, design. So then I started building brands and then now, um, with my work in fashion and style for one, two, um, I'm building communities. And so I think all of those, like all of those experiences that I've had in my life, I've been like a builder and connector. That's awesome. And I think, you know, you talked about so much about the skills that you gained and you even mentioned Style 412, which we're actually going to talk about now. And that's actually Pittsburgh's first fashion nonprofit, which I think is so cool because we don't usually see this type of nonprofit. In fact, I've never seen anything like this. So we wanted to ask you, what exactly is a fashion nonprofit? Yeah, you know, I it, it was a new term to me as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I looked so I, I I've. I was born in the Pittsburgh area, but I traveled around a lot growing up. My mother's Chinese, my dad's from the Greensburg area. And so, you know, I think having an outward perspective really helped shape me and what I wanted to do when I finally did find myself back in Pittsburgh um, for school, actually. So, you know, looking around in other cities like Hong Kong and New York, um, there were organizations somewhat similar to this. Um, The CFDA, for instance, um, they're not a nonprofit. They're a for-profit, like, fashion-driven organization, but, you know, their principles are the same, um, existing really to support um, the fashion ecosystem and not only to support them, but kind of help hold it in place. And so when I came to Pittsburgh initially, I think it was 2005, no, 2008, um, 
I looked around here and um, there were so many great things happening in Pittsburgh. You know, there's, there still are. However, there weren't really, there wasn't like a, a unified system to support fashion. Um, a lot of great designers, a lot of great creatives, a lot of great people doing things individually. But, you know, as I started to even pursue like what I wanted to do in fashion, which at the time was like um, art direction of sorts, mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to like find my way. Um, you know, I couldn't just go to like a, an organization like Style 412 and be like, please help me. You know, I'm looking for a whatever, you know, do you know anyone? Mm -hmm. So that was the catalyst for starting Style 412. I really just wanted to have a place, a community, um, an infrastructure for the fashion industry to exist here. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you mentioned a little bit about the fashion ecosystem and everything like that. But what exactly does Style 412 do? And what have you done in the past? Any events, any um, collaboration with any organizations? What have you done that um, you think is pretty substantial? So I can tell you what we're going to do. Yeah, you of course. <laughs> it's an interesting time, you know, not mm -hmm. just style for one, two, but a lot of, you know, small businesses, liter literally any organization that exists right now, I think everyone's rethinking um, their strategy because so much has changed. Yeah. Uh, we initially started out focused on education and uh, particularly of emerging talent or like students who wanted to possibly pursue the fashion industry. Um, and then also um, serving the like fashion community through in-person events and connecting people to other, you know, designers. So two-pronged education and um, community building. And so we plan to do both of those still However, that looks a lot different to us now that we're, you know, pivoting into this more digital space. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that, you know, has really come to light for us is this value that we've had for, for a long time. I think we've just not put our finger on it, um, but one to really inspire a more conscious lifestyle, um, mm -hmm. particularly in fashion. Um, the the outcome and impact of the environment has been really i don't know for lack of a better word just terrible mm -hmm. shameful mm -hmm. um, and so through this time even the greater industry has been thinking about ways to have less of a negative environmental impact by going seasonless You'll, you'll see a lot of, well, the fashion shows have been canceled mostly this year, mm -hmm. but moving forward, um, there aren't going to be as many fashion shows. And a lot of designers we're seeing are um, not doing the traditional spring, summer, fall, winter collections anymore. They're just putting collections out there more intentionally um, mm -hmm. that can be viewed as, you know, wear whenever. Um, they're clothing that you would buy and keep for your lifetime and wear, you know, without having this like disposable mentality to it. So Style 412 has really been focused on this. We, um, 
for two years in a row have been part of Fashion Revolution, which has, you know, that the mission there is to um, bring more awareness around the industry and how we propose to be more ethical in our just procedures and just outlook on consumerism. Mm -hmm. And then currently we're also going through slow fashion season, which started in, mm, what month is it? <laughs> I think it started in June and mm -hmm. it ends in September. And our challenge, um, once you sign up, is to firstly not buy as much as you normally would. And if you do, buy from ethical brands, brands who are conscious about producing sustainable pieces or secondhand. Mm -hmm. So we're Style 412 is very much moving in that direction to really um, have this educating aspect around sustainability. Um, and then we're going to continue providing mentorship to emerging talent um, through like probably digital workshops, digital showroom, still a little bit TBD there, but yeah, that's what's been on our brain. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, it's so cool that so much of that is so versatile. And obviously starting something can always be a little bit risky and nerve-wracking. So were there any specific obstacles you faced when starting something new? Oh, it feels like there are always new challenges, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, and that's something you just kind of learn to embrace. You know, you roll with the punches. Um, with fashion being a very new thing in Pittsburgh, um, I mean, not new to the, you know, people who live here, the residents, but new to more of the the funders and the the foundations who provide support to not to traditional nonprofits. Um, it's been challenging to figure out a way to frame our nonprofit as something a little bit more serious. Um, when you think when people initially think of the word fashion, it's so loaded. Um, everyone has a different perspective on it and. What we found is that a lot of um, non-fashion people, you know, older people outside of the industry, they they immediately think of the entertainment aspect, like you know, the runway, the glam, the, the lights, and you know, the sparkles, which is great. You know, I love that part of the industry as well. But what we've really been trying to do more of is um, social impact and you know building this like kind of higher level industry here in pittsburgh so it's it's been challenging to like really educate and kind of reframe what fashion means to people um so changing that perspective and changing that narrative has really been our top issue um although you know it is our third year of going at this um, so I, I feel like a lot of people are starting to recognize style for one, two as something much more. And so that's become a little bit easier. Um, our, our next challenge undoubted, undoubtedly will be finding a way or finding a place for style for one, two without competing with, you know, some of the frankly, much more important conversations that are happening right now. Um, 
you know, when it comes down to funding and fighting for it, of course, I'd rather see Black Lives Matter, you know, um, be supported than, you know, what we're doing because it's um, just a structural change that we're in need of. Um, and that's just one example. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a sensitive time, um, a, a, a weird time. So we'll, we'll kind of see, you know, what comes of that. But I'm feeling strongly about going the sustainability angle because that is something that we are inevitably going to have to think about. Yeah, of course. And I think that's just a testament to the fact that how much you guys are doing and how much, you know, a lot of people might not see it um, at first, but then once they learn about Style 412 and it's, and it's um, you know, mission and goals, I think we can all support it and really stand by it. So thank you for sharing that. And um, thank you for those kind words. Of course. And like, like I said before, it's awesome to see how you overcame adversity and pushed yourself to keep going. But we also want to know if there's been anyone in your life specifically that you turn to for advice, uh, or even someone who has always supported your endeavors. Oh, that is, that's such an easy question for me. Mm -hmm. uh, the the team that have uh, just as equally put as much time and energy into this as I have. Um, the council is is what they're called. Um, it's it's pretty much a, a glorified board, but these are the people who have um, been there since day one. Style four one two initially started as this like year long discussion where we weren't a nonprofit, and the end result happened to be that we you know formalized into a five hundred one c three. However, these these dedicated women who were just as invested in seeing this mission come to life, you know, they were there with me at the coffee shop every month and they continue to be today. Um, we've learned a lot together and we've all, you know, volunteered our time. And this is all, you know, because we just so strongly believe in, in something like this existing in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's awesome because Women supporting women, and I'm so glad that you, you know, you you made connections with so many different people that you work with. And speaking of working with people, um, how have you collaborated with others and working on projects in the area and your different projects? Could you tell us a little bit about them and how they interconnected with your passion and beliefs as women in business? Yeah. So one of our collaborations that I'm super um, proud of, excited about is our three-year-long partnership with Lunar Gala. Um, Lunar Gala is an annual fashion show run out of CMU, uh, run solely by students there, um, that I, I think they have a 20-year history. Like, they've been running for a very long time, and they always intertwine innovation and technology into their actual design. Um, when I first went to one of their shows, I was like, man, why didn't I get a CMU? No, but then I flash forward a few years, I started Style for One too, and I started to think about the possibility of, of working with them to provide a, a mentorship of, of sorts. Um, a lot of the designers um, in the collections that they showed come from non-traditional backgrounds. So I think it's super cool because um, you know, you could be an engineer going to CMU and participate in the Gala and have a collection 
uh, go down the runway, however, not, you know, come from this fashion background. Um, however, you know, a challenge that they faced was knowing how to uh, source the fabrics or um, figure out how to best produce or manufacture, um, not manufacture, but how to best produce these pieces within a very small window. Mm -hmm. So that's where we came in. Um, we matched each of the student designers with professional like mentors from the community, people who have already been in the industry for a long time, people who own their own brands and really just knew um, the nuts and bolts of how to assemble a garment. And so we matched them. And um, yeah, for a three or four month period prior to the show, they would meet and have these conversations and kind of advise them on how to best construct their garments. And so that, I mean, is a, a dream collaboration because everyone wins, you know, the students, they hopefully, you know, have, have more like confidence and knowledge going into their show. And then the professional mentors, um, you know, they walk away with kind of giving to the next generation. Speaking of Remix Project and being involved in so many different areas, have you ever felt like you were taking risks? And when did you believe that uh, taking a risk can be worthwhile? This whole thing is a risk. <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm, you know, trusting my gut answer there. Um, yeah, I have been, you know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur uh, pretty much my entire life. And I think part of that is is having these ideas that come into your head and putting them out into the world and trusting that they're going to happen to some degree. I mean, don't get me wrong, you have to take the steps and the measures to make sure that, you know, they do happen. You have to put your work in, but it's all it's all a gamble. I mean, nothing's guaranteed to succeed, um, especially with fashion here. Um, it's it's it hasn't existed before. And so there there's no cookie cutter process um, in order to grow this into like, you know, a business that's guaranteed to to succeed. It's, um, you know, we take it day by day. We look far enough into the future, but are also, you know, thinking about what we need to do in the immediate, you know, coming months to just continue operations. Um, but yeah, I, I think everything's a risk to some degree. Yeah, of course. And speaking of risks and based on all the amazing things that you've done so far, what advice would you give to someone interested in going down the same route that you did? Whew. Well, for Style 412 and starting a nonprofit, I mean, this is my first and only nonprofit endeavor. Um, I would say that you should choose and surround yourself with um, a, a really solid team or board of advisors from the get-go. Um, they, My counsel has been incredibly helpful through this process. Um, having more voices, more legs, more, you know, even just energy and people to hold you accountable mm -hmm. um, is really helpful in the long term. Um, 
so surround yourself with good people, um, surround with yourself with people that you trust um, so that they can help get your mission out there. Um, I would also say, you know, if you're doing something as specific as starting a nonprofit or a business, um, taking your time and collecting that like market research ahead of time um, by having the discussions that like year long audit that we did to kind of test the waters and see where people were in terms of what they needed for, from the fashion industry was super critical for us because that told us, yes, people want this, you know, and people will support it when it comes to life. Had we just flung ourselves into it, I'm not sure that it would have been the same. Mm -hmm. And I love that piece of advice because personally that resonates with um, me and Danielle because we actually didn't know each other um, during the beginning of the year. And then when we switched to the same school, um, same new school this past year, we got to know each other so much more and gained a lot of trust. And I think that's what allowed us to create our podcast and, and allow amazing speakers such as yourself to come on and share their stories. Yeah, building that foundation for you to, you know, really do well and, you know, kick ass is is extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. And talking about podcasts, like I kind of mentioned before, we've also listened to Style 412 Lab, which is the podcast that's part of Style 412. Um, so granted, when did you decide that you wanted a podcast or your team decide, decided that you wanted a podcast? Um, and I guess what, what have you done so far with it? Yeah. So Style 412 Lab is, um, a newer venture of ours. It came to life through, um, fashion revolution this past year and the host of it, Jessa Gibney, um, you know, is amazing. She really just kind of figured this out and started running with it. Um, the reason we started it was because we had so many stories to tell, particularly within the sustainable um, context of, of fashion. Um, we looked around, we, we got various emails from people who who came to us and said, hey, we love what you're doing. We'd love to share you know, our piece of the story. Uh, please let us know if you need any help. Mm -hmm. And so we, we had enough, we had like so many of those kind of requests come to us that we, we felt it was just a very natural next step to give them this new way of, um, of sharing their story, really. Yeah, that's, that's great. And and usually for our podcasts, we like to end off with a segment that's called um, Fight Song. So to give you some context, Rachel Platten wrote a motivational song back in 2015 called Fight Song, which I'm sure you're familiar with. But we wanted to ask you, Alicia, what's your fight song? What motivates you to get up every day? What inspires you? It can be a person, song, activity, whatever you'd like to share. Oh, now I'm thinking music. Um, I know there's so many different options. I, never, I can never decide like one song or one uh, playlist to share. Um, so I I love music. My husband is actually a musician, and you know that's his like his way of communicating and inspiring. For me, I I'm a visual person, and so what I look forward to the first thing in the morning is. Um, 
inspiration through just some of the sites that I go to, like Trendland. Mm -hmm. um, Trendland is like, it's not necessarily fashion driven, it's design, it's architecture, um, but they have just some, like some of the wildest visuals that you can, you know, imagine. So it's really great for me to start my day just broadening my mind like that. Um, I also am really into Serial Magazine. I just got a um, subscription from Lisome Magazine, which is a sustainable one based in Germany. Um, so I guess I guess my, my common thought here is um, just like magazines and like publications that are dedicated to like inspiring in the like design space. Wow, that's so cool. And yeah, I guess that wraps up our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing about your personal journey. We really appreciate you coming on here and, and giving us your time. I, I learned so much about you. Yeah, thank you. This was a blast. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked me to share my story. Yeah, and Style412 is doing some amazing things. So we're actually following it. We'll make sure um, to, you know, look at everything, all the amazing things that you're doing. And, you know, thank you for supporting the fashion industry and, and changing it and changing the narrative and, and maintaining sustainability. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Woman in Work. This was Shivali signing off. Catch you all later.